Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Speech Analysis on the Public Speakers Podcast. This speech is called What Refugees Need to Start a New Lives or Need to Start New Lives by Mohammed Idris. Um, I really like this speech. I'm not going to talk too much about it in the introduction. I'm going to just get right into it. But the main things I took away from it were the rhetoric and the use of pausing. I think uh, it's a very short speech, but the use of pausing was really good to get the audience to internalize what was just said, especially because Mohammed is talking about some very, very important topics along with the use of statistics to justify the necessity to act and the buildup of the problem that Muhammad's ultimately trying to solve, and then what a potential solution could look like, which comes more near the end of the speech. Um, it has some really good storytelling elements to it, some really good delivery and content elements to it, and overall, I really enjoyed the speech. Uh, so without further ado, let's get into the talk, and I hope you all enjoy the analysis. Two years ago, I got a phone call that changed my life. Hey, this is your cousin Hassan. I froze. You see, I have well over 30 first cousins, but I didn't know anybody named Hassan. <laughs> it turned out that Hassan was actually my mom's cousin and had just arrived in Montreal as a refugee. And over the next few months, I would have three more relatives coming to Canada to apply for asylum with little more than the clothes on their back. And in the two years since that phone call, my life has completely changed. I left academia and now lead a diverse team of technologists, researchers, and refugees that is developing customized self-help resources for newcomers. And we want to help them overcome language, cultural, and other barriers that make them feel like they've lost control over their own lives. And we feel that AI can help restore the rights and the dignity that many people lose when seeking help. Cool. So let's talk a little bit about this introduction. Um, so this introduction was good. Uh, started off with a personal experience about a phone call that changed his life. Um, and, and that phone call ended up to be an, another situation that happened many other times uh, throughout the course of those two years. So uh, this is a short speech. It's about a six-minute speech. So there's probably a lot he's trying to get packing into here in terms of the story. But um, the beginning introduction is pretty unique because like one phone call changing your entire life and having that trigger your uh, leaving of academia into a new world just because of how impactful it is obviously implies um, how important this situation, this moment in his life was. So let's see where the speech goes from here. My family's refugee experience is not unique. According to the UNHCR, every minute, 20 people are newly displaced by climate change, economic crisis, and social and political instability. And it was while volunteering at a local YMCA shelter that my cousin Hassan and other relatives were sent to that we saw and learned to appreciate how much effort and coordination resettlement requires. When you first arrive, you need to find a lawyer and fill out legal documents within two weeks. You also need to schedule a medical exam with a pre-authorized physician just so that you can apply for a work permit. And you need to start looking for a place to live before you receive any sort of social assistance. With thousands fleeing the United States to seek asylum in Canada over the past few years, we quickly saw what it looks like when there are more people who need help than there are resources to help them. Social services doesn't scale quickly. And even if communities do their best to help more people with limited resources, Newcomers end up spending more time waiting in limbo, not knowing where to turn. In Montreal, for example, despite millions of dollars being spent to support resettlement efforts, nearly 50% of newcomers still don't know that there are free resources that exist to help them with everything from filling out paperwork to finding a job. 
And the challenge is not that this information doesn't exist. On the contrary, those in need are often bombarded with so much information that it's difficult to make sense of it all. Don't give me more information. Just tell me what to do. Was a sentiment we heard so this is the part of the speech where Muhammad is basically br uh, bringing up the problems, right? The, the constant overflow of information is not helping towards someone who's just trying to get settled down, but it's actually bombarding them with stuff that they don't really need uh, or stuff that they don't know how to use productively just because it's too much. So uh, already he's introduced the, the thesis of the, of the speech, the, the, the personal experience that led to the changing of like his career path. Uh, and now here's the direct problem that refugees are facing in terms of settling down, getting a lawyer, getting people to work with them, um, or getting a permit to be able to work. So let's see in the next three minutes where the solution sort of is and what uh, Muhammad's idea is for helping these people. And reflects how insanely difficult it could be to get your bearings when you first arrive in a new country. Hell, I struggled with the same issues when I got to Montreal, and I have a PhD. As another member of our team himself, also a refugee, put it, in Canada, a SIM card is more important than food because we will not die from hunger. But getting access to the right resources and information can be the difference between life and death. Let me say that again. Getting access to the right resources and information could be the difference between life and death. I think the repetition of that phrase is good. Um, you see public speakers do this a lot, but it's, uh, it's, it's used not as much as it was, um, I think, before. So it's very good that they repeat themselves over again and they pause in between the repetition, right? Between life and death. And there is a pause, let that sit with the audience, and they say it again to make sure that the audience really understood that. So, you know, sometimes we're listening to things and it goes over our head, which means the repetition of it actually does get us to sit down and be like, huh, that is really important. So I think in that situation, because it's such a big dichotomy between life and death, um, it was an effective way to pause and to repeat. In order to address these issues, we built ATAR, the first ever AI-powered virtual advocate that guides you step-by-step step through your first week of arriving in a new city. Just tell Atar what you need help with. Atar will then ask you some basic questions to understand your unique circumstances and determine your eligibility for resources. For example, do you have a place to stay tonight? If not, would you prefer an all-women's shelter? Do you have children? Altar will then generate a custom step-by-step to-do list that tells you everything that you need to know from where to go, how to get there, what to bring with you, and what to expect. You can ask a question at any time, and if Atar doesn't have an answer, you'll be connected with a real person who does. But what's most exciting is that we help humanitarian and service organizations collect the data and the analytics that's necessary to understand the changing needs of newcomers in real time. That's a game changer. We've already partnered with the UNHCR to provide this technology in Canada, and in our work have conducted campaigns in Arabic, English, French, Creole, and Spanish. When we talk about the issue of refugees, we often focus on the official statistic of 65.8 million forcibly displaced worldwide. But the reality is much greater than that. By 2050, there will be an additional 140 million people who are at risk of being displaced due to environmental degradation. And today, 
That is today, there are nearly one billion people who already live in illegal settlements and slums. Resettlement integration is one of the greatest challenges of our time. And our hope is that Atar could provide every single newcomer an advocate. Our hope is that Atar can amplify existing efforts and alleviate pressure on a social safety net that's already stretched beyond imagination. But what's most important to us is that our work helps restore the rights and the dignity that refugees lose throughout resettlement and integration by giving them the resources that they need in order to help themselves. Thank you. Okay, so that was What Refugees Need to Start a New Lives by Mohammed Idris. So I like that the ending of the speech was sort of this uh, explanation of this new solution, which was the app that they've created, Atar. Um, it seems like a really, really helpful app in general. Um, and it seems like that app addressed all the problems that they brought up. So in this speech, the format was sort of like introduction, get people hooked, bring up a problem, explain in detail what the impact of that problem is, in this case life or death, and then a potential solution to solve that problem and the future for that solution to be effective. Um, so overall in a six minute speech I thought the content of this stuff was really good, I thought the messaging was very good, and I thought the pausing and the rhetoric and repetition is something to take away from the speech. Um, nothing super crazy in terms of like public speaking style, but in terms of just getting the audience to recognize like this one important thing, along with the use of statistics to really justify the numerical and empirical uh, necessity to care about refugees, it seemed like an overall good cohesive package in terms of what uh, Muhammad's speech was. So overall, I hope you guys enjoyed the analysis. Leave a speech in the comments that you would like me to review. And uh, yeah, please subscribe. We're trying to move up on the channel. But I'll see you guys on the next speech analysis. Bye. <laughs>